0: If you want a great conversation with a Philadelphia sports figure you should know more about, listen to One on One with Matt Leon on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. So, my apartment building is on 12th and Vine. And I definitely know what it's like to hear traffic. I hear enough of it all the time. I hear cars running up and down the street. I hear the cop sirens. I'll hear fire engines. Pretty much you name the traffic. I've just about heard it. Even foot traffic.
1: But for better or worse, Jay, that's a part of the city where you're expecting traffic, right? You've got the Vine Street Expressway right below you. Even Vine Street itself has wider lanes and it's busy. And you know the people are going to be driving fast, partially because on the Vine Street Expressway, yeah, they're allowed to. When we lived in the city, we lived in Northern Liberties on a really quiet block that was all residential, but still people disregarded traffic signs, speed signs, speed bumps and humps, and it was like an Audubon down this quiet residential street. And I know that's not the only place in the city where this sort of thing takes place, and it's really scary.
0: And not too long ago, unfortunately, in Germantown, the consequences ended up being fatal.
2: It's horrible. People speed down this particular street right here for no reason trying to beat the light. We're tired of seeing individuals have to bury their loved ones because a motorist is driving recklessly. That's really what it is. Driving recklessly. For what? For what?
0: I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Brian Seltzer. And today we're going to talk about one of the most dangerous intersections in the city of Philadelphia that you've probably never heard of and how it ended up costing a 21-year-old Germantown native her life. Let's welcome in KYW News Radio Shara Day-Howard. She's a Germantown resident herself. Shara, thank you for joining us today.
3: Always good to be with you.
0: Now, Shara, you walk around in Germantown all the time. You go all sorts of places. You have your dog with you. Tell us about the intersection of Germantown Avenue and Coulter Street. What makes that intersection so dangerous?
3: It's interesting because you look at it and it seems so unassumingly quiet and it looks like it would be uh, so innocent. Yet you have a cobblestone road and trolley tracks in one direction. And then you have a school campus completely surrounding this intersection. But you can go in any direction you pretty much want to go. So people choose to go in any direction they want to go at any time. And there are only two lights. And having only those two lights sometimes leaves a little bit too much room for people to make bad decisions. And I think the quietness of the neighborhood is a little misleading sometimes. Right there in that spot, there's not a lot of hustle and bustle, but there are a lot of people and community that will eventually walk through. And it only takes one.
0: Now, we go back to the evening of June 20th, 21-year-old Dee Lee, she was about to become a senior at Johns Hopkins University, and she was killed in a hit-and-run accident where she was crossing the street at Germantown and Coulter. So, Shara, help us out here. What happened that night?
3: June 20th, I happened to be about a block away from where the tragic incident happened off of Germantown and Coulter. So, Germantown is known to be a very long stretch of what originally was not Philadelphia, but attaches a lot of Philly. So you have a lot of traffic back and forth, but also you have communities, you have neighborhoods, you have businesses. It's a very well-known cross-section of Philadelphia life. That day, I was walking my dog about a block away on Green Street. I did hear something, I didn't know what it was. I didn't think about it because usually unfortunately I'm you know worried about shootings. I'm not really thinking about being hit by a car. I didn't really think, no, you know, you don't really think about that except for at that particular corner, that is where you think about it. And oddly enough, that's where it happened. So where this intersection is, it's in the middle of a school campus. It's in the middle of a residential uh, area and there's two churches. So there happens to be a lot going on right there this is a spot that we all know to look both ways, maybe look all the ways. If you can spin your head around like, you know, The Exorcist, it'll, you might be a little bit safer because there are also trolley tracks that, and that really complicate things. But people speed down this road and they're, they're not looking, they're not paying attention. They're making that left turn really fast They're making that right turn pretty quickly. And no one's stopping. The laws of gravity somehow <laughs> don't apply here it's it's really a scary little spot that looks really innocent. So I was about a block up the street, walking my dog back from the park. And I walk up and down the street every day, probably two and three times a day. And this particular area, I always watch. And we were up uh, a block away and we came down and there was caution tape, Ambul- an ambulance was pulling off. Caution tape was being put up by officers in white shirts. And I, of course, as a reporter asked, hey, guys, what's going on? What just happened? I assumed it was a shooting. Something happened. And they said, no, it was a hit and run. It was a poor kid. And I looked over to my left and I saw a sneaker. And I looked up at the traffic light and it was completely crunched and smashed. And I still couldn't piece it together. I mean, like someone was driving that fast that they hit someone and they flew up into the light. It was astonishing, but also I wasn't surprised because that particular intersection is a really dangerous intersection. And that's where all the kids are after school, before school and during school. It could have been anybody. And of course, and it's so sad that it was Dia of all people because she was such a wonderful person and such a bright light in the community. And she was just a baby. She was just a kid.
0: It sounds like you knew Dia. Before this, this was not just simply a a young lady who is kind of in the neighborhood, but it feels like you have a connection to her. What else have you learned about her and her life that got horribly cut short by this hit and run?
3: I didn't know she was an engineering student. I had no idea because all I knew of her is that we'd go into Uncle Bobby's Chester and myself and she'd make sure my dog had her water, her ice water. And I never had to ask. I never had to, I just get to walk in, I get my coffee and she has my ice water ready for Chester. And she waves at Chester through the window all the time because Chester's sitting outside and she'll come out and pet her once in a while and go back in and do her job. And with a big smile on her face, I've never seen her without a smile on her face. And to find out that not only was she, I'm not surprised she was an excellent student, but to find out that not only was she an excellent student, but an engineering student, cause I knew she was an artist underneath. I didn't know she was an engineering student that with a cross section of artistry, you know, who knew? I'm learning all these wonderful things about this beautiful person that I already thought was uh, such a contribution to our community. And to think of her losing her life in such a tragic way is just devastating.
0: We'll have more on this conversation on not just the death of D.L.E. Lee, but what is being done to help get things under control in this intersection coming up after this. I'm Jay. I'm Brian. And we're speaking with KYW News Radio's A Howard.
1: How has Sharaday, the community at large, reacted to this? It is a close-knit community in Germantown, and it sounds like this intersection has been on people's radar for a while. How have they reacted?
3: The sad part is they're not shocked. They're angry. Nobody shocked because we were waiting for something like this to happen.
2: That's horrible. People speed down this particular street right here for no reason, trying to beat the light. Like, where are you going that's that important? You're going to hit someone and then leave? They need to be more careful. Nowhere is
3: that important to get to to kill somebody. There's a big hole left in the community. There's a big space left where Dia was, this intersection we knew was going to take somebody's life. But to take Dia, to take anyone is horrible. But to take someone who's 21 years old, who's just getting started, and to think how many other kids, I mean, this is a school campus. This could have been a 14-year-old. This could have been a 12-year-old. They go up and down that street every day. They cross that street every morning and every afternoon. And we were just waiting.
0: Unfortunately, over the last few years, the city of Philadelphia has had a lot of hit-and-run incidents with people, pedestrians, Mm -hmm. people on bikes. The most you hear about this is, say, like Roosevelt Boulevard in the Northeast also gets a lot of complaints like this, too. Who do you talk to to try to get something like this corralled and under control?
3: I'm glad you brought that up because that is a state road. PennDOT is in charge of that road. So I spoke with State Representative Darisha Parker. Uh, she represents the 198th district. And of course, a lot of that is Germantown. And she gave me her perspective.
2: Angry, frustrated, overwhelmed that I have to keep revisiting the same hot spot of the 198th district that is still a result of death. And, and, and as, as we're standing here speaking, Right now, people are still flying through a school area, residential area, business area, religious community. People are still flying. They have no, they have no respect for life at
3: all. She was out there when I walked by the second day. So I just happened to go by. I wanted to see what the memorial had grown into. And she was standing there. And she had tears in her eyes. She immediately said, I'm going to ask for a study. We need a study so we can know what exactly is going on here and what our options are. Whether it be enforcement, better signs, uh, a change in the speed limit, who knows? But we need to start with a study and we need to figure out exactly what we can do to protect the lives of our community members and these students who are clearly at risk. At this point, I don't know what will help.
2: I I know I want something that's going to slow them down. My main concern is we have to get to the bottom of it because our children are going to be coming here for camp soon. And, And they're probably doing it now. And why does this area have to be so extremely dangerous?
1: Did you get any sense of how long a process like that might take, how she might try to strike the balance of what can be accomplished in the near term versus longer term?
3: Right. So she's looking to do it as soon as possible. I did notice last night walking Chester that they put up speed signs that tell you how fast you're going. They're clearly paying attention to something because those were not there before that. I don't think people were aware of how fast they're going sometimes. And maybe it's about awareness, but it's also about being on your phone and texting and doing and distracted driving at a really dangerous intersection. And then when something happens, who's enforcing anything? If you want to race, go to a
2: racetrack. <laughs> and and that's really my that's my message. If you want to speed, go to a racetrack and speed. But you should not, and you and you do not need to be doing a racetrack in a residential area that also involves our children getting an education. We should not have to be keep
3: talking about death. We have cops at the corners thinking about, unfortunately, gun violence. And we really do have about three cops at that same corner down the street, where, about a block from where this happened. But no one there looking to make sure that people are doing what they should be doing behind the wheel.
0: What can be done proactively in that neighborhood and in other intersections around the city where this type of dangerous driving is here? What can people do to kind of help prevent against that?
3: what neighbors are asking now, from what I've heard, neighbors are asking, of course, for there to be a cop there at the corner, because people see a cop and they slow down immediately. So you don't have to enforce anything if there's a preemptive strike. Sometimes just the warning is enough. And also it's good for the kids. I mean, there's... You really don't know what could happen between three and six o'clock. And that's where all the kids are coming out. And sometimes now during the summer, they have a lot of school programs there. And I know it's the summer and maybe the the school isn't letting out the same time, but there are camps and there are other things that are going around on that same campus. It would benefit them when things start to uh, get a little heated in the city to have a little extra protection there. But also that could serve as another purpose. And also they're asking that signs, larger signs be put up. Signs like the speed signs allowing you to see how fast you're going, but also signs reminding you that kids and uh, you're in a residential area as well. You know, pay attention. Maybe just something to wake somebody up.
0: So, Shara, dealing with this intersection and combine that with the death of D.A. Lee, this has clearly become very difficult for everyone over in Germantown. But do you see this being used as a rallying cry in the neighborhood?
3: Germantown has a lot to offer. Germantown gets a bad rap sometimes because of what's been going on in pretty much every major city. But Germantown, the community, what that does, these things do, is it brings us closer together. And we've taken this opportunity to not really cry and lament. We've taken the opportunity to act, but to also come closer together and figure out what we can do better as a community. And I, Hope that people can see the beauty in Germantown, not just all of the chaos, because sometimes through chaos comes the most beautiful things. And I think Germantown is one of them. And maybe the loss of Dia can lead to something beautiful in the future to protect another kid so this won't happen again.
0: At Sherrod A. Howard, Germantown resident, one of our reporters. You also can hear her on Bridging Philly as well here on KYW News Radio. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about, unfortunately, the loss of Dia Lee. Thank you. So after this episode, we're going to be taking a little break. I mean, it is the middle of summer. But then we'll be back with some new stories about the people and issues shaping things here in the city of Philadelphia. Until next time, thank you so much. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Brian Seltzer. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: And there's a postscript to this story. Just days after our interview with Sharday Howard, A second woman was killed at the very same intersection in another hit-and-run accident. That made it two hit-and-run deaths at the intersection of Germantown and Coulter in less than two weeks.